KYCR Golden Valley. Your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Republicans' point man for the 2022 midterm elections is predicting big gains for the GOP in the midterms. He says largely that's because of the radical agenda of Nancy Pelosi and those on the left. Ben Thomas reports Biden administration is moving to end an emergency exception allowing hospitals to ration and reuse N95 medical masks. The Biden administration says there are now adequate supplies of N95 masks and hospitals and health care facilities should transition away from rationing them. The National Nurses Union calls the new guidance a tiny step in the right direction, but it says it ultimately fails to protect nurses because it allows employers to use their discretion about what normal N95 supply is. That is uh, correspondent Ben Thomas reporting, and this is SRN News. Would you like to get involved to help save the lives of innocent unborn babies? Join Pro-Life Across America's free national virtual celebration Thursday, May 6th. Learn how Pro-Life Across America's life-saving ads have made a difference. Their goal is to raise $100,000 to launch their annual summer billboard campaign. You can partner with them to help save babies' lives. Pro-Life Across America's free national virtual celebration Thursday, May 6th. Sign up for the event at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. I've been thinking lately about the biblical principle of headship. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3 says, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. One way to think about headship or authority is like an umbrella. If you're under a good authority figure, it's like standing under an umbrella during the rain. It's your job to stand under the umbrella, and it's the umbrella's job to protect you from the rain. Biblical authority is like a good umbrella. It won't leak or move, and it provides shelter. Our job as believers is to submit to biblical authority figures God has placed in our life, as long as it doesn't go against God's Word. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we don't sell umbrellas, but we do install shingle roofs. If you have a roofing need or want to talk about God's Word, please give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is it his time? Yes! Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. 
The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. Sun is trying to peek through outside my window here alongside the Mississippi River up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Brian is on the uh, board down there in the mothership in Egan trying to make sure that uh, we stay on the air with a nice clean signal for you this morning. Um... 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions and comments. We are always very happy to hear from you. Uh, you also can reach us, of course, via Twitter. This is how many people reach out to us uh, using the hashtag uh, pound KBRS, or you can use my my handle at Banyan Show, at Banyan Show, and the test to spell my last name is every other letter is an A. If you can, if you can work that out, you're gonna you're gonna do great. Uh, that's how people spell it. Uh, so, uh, we we've had a couple guests over the last few weeks. We got no guests today. We're just gonna visit with you. I I confess to you, I've got I've got like a couple extra windows open on my screens this morning. Uh, one of them focused on. Uh, on market news, which I normally have open, I've got, uh, but uh, looking for some extra things uh, that might pop up today. But the biggest thing that we're looking for right now is that um, is that um, there may be an announcement of the uh, recognition of the Armenian genocide by uh, President Biden. And um, at the end of the show, regardless of whether that that announcement happens or not, I will give you a uh, I'll give you sort of some thoughts about that. Today is the 106th uh, commemoration of the Armenian genocide. Um, from going, so do the math. It's 1915. Uh, my family escaped. Uh, actually, there were two earlier genocides. Well, pogroms, I would say they were um, more than a full-blown genocide uh, in 1895 and 1909. And my 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 grandparents came as a result of those two. They were both, they had both left. My grandfather was here in the U.S. My grandmother was actually in an orphanage uh, in Beirut uh, during, in 1915, just about to be put out onto the street because she aged out of the orphanage. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that some more toward the end of the show. Uh, I'm not sure what what to tell you about the economy, except it's it's funny. You know what? I'm going to play a few clips for you right here early in the show because I want you to hear a little bit of um, how people are responding to it. Um, uh, one of the numbers that came out, I'm just going to re read through some numbers uh, in the in the data, but you know, initial initial jobless claims. Remember, initial jobless claims was a number that you measured in the millions. Um, we are now down at a level of, for two weeks in a row, below 600,000, 
547 this past week versus 586 uh, uh, the week before, which was revised actually upward uh, by 10,000. Uh, the four-week average is now down to 566,000. Um, some of that is a statistical quirk, but but that number coming down. So you you might say, so what's normal? When would we be back to normal? Because our, I mean, if you're saying the economy is doing great, why would this number be elevated? It is still slightly elevated. You still you would you normal was. During the great financial crisis, we kept waiting for this number to get below 500,000 and then get below 400,000. And for a while in the late 2010s, it was below 300,000. So there is a little bit of, of ways to go in terms of those initial claims, but it is a lot, it is a lot more like what you would have seen um, what you would have seen bef before. Um, and that is an important piece to this. And, and, and it indicates, I think, both a strength and a weakness of this economy. Strength is the things that we keep hearing in lots of other ways. I'll just tick through a few other things. I'll get to the weakness in just a moment. But strength in so far as uh, the the April manufacturing service components of the purchasing managers index, which is usually a really good early statement of what the current month is that you're going through, uh, was up to 62.2 from a 59.7. Anything over 50 means that you're in an expansion phase. Anything in the 60s means you're growing at a pretty substantial rate. Market, uh, the service that puts this out, market with an eye, uh, says uh, growth was reported in services driven by stronger client demand and the reopening of many businesses and easing amid the easing of restrictions. In the manufacturing side, this is important. The uptick in the headline figure was partially linked to an unprecedented deterioration in vendor performance capacity issues at suppliers and ongoing port delays reportedly exacerbated supply chain disruptions. Manufacturers signaled a sharp rise in output during April, but many firms stated that production capacity was hampered by an inability to source raw materials and input in a timely manner. We talked about this last week, right? We talked about the fact that you are seeing a significant amount of you're seeing a significant amount of reporting on lumber on steel on all of the raw materials that go into to the production of goods being hampered by the inability to get shipments into the ports and supply constraints here now you've you've seen the stories about trucks that are unable to be built because you can't get the semiconductors for the electronics that are inside them. Delays in the construction of single-family housing because there was no lumber to be found to do today's work in the framing of the of the house. Uh, on and on and on the story goes. Um, those. Those have not lightened up at all. Indeed, I would say they, they continue to be strong. Um, if you look at leading economic indicators, generally speaking, 
that number had gone up fairly significantly and um, and was reported that leading economic indicators. Now, I'm an indicators builder, okay? And I, let me explain what they do. I build indicators for smaller economies, states, local regions. We currently create seven different indicator series here in the state of Minnesota to tell you what's happening around the state. Most people pay attention to the one we do in central Minnesota because that's where we're located, and they pay attention to the one in the Twin Cities because that's the biggest market we're in. But we actually have one. If you were just interested, if you're listening to us uh, and you're interested in this and you happen to live in greater Minnesota, we have an indicator series to tell you what's happening right now and what's likely to happen just in southwest Minnesota or northwest Minnesota. Um, if you if you were interested in that, we we publish those through the uh, through the office of the Minnesota Secretary of State. We invite you to go find them. I can I certainly reach out to us through the uh, show if you're interested through the show if you're interested at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, and I will connect you to those resources. But the conference board creates one for the U for the U.S. It's the longest running indicator series that I'm aware of. Um, it has its roots all the way back to right after World War II. It's currently it's currently um, directed by uh, the uh, an economist, Dr. Adaman Ozildirim, uh, and um, he was on talking about how the ver the performance in these various indices. Let's play that that first cut cut number five. Uh, yes, so that is very good news uh, indeed. So all 10 components uh, are contributing positively. There are really kind of five areas uh, that are grouped together in this leading index. Uh, and uh, so those are, you know, labor markets, uh, manufacturing, uh, consumers outlook, construction, and financial indicators. And all areas are flashing very positive. Um, so you, uh, in the program, you mentioned the unemployment insurance claims. That is one of the components, uh, and it is continuing to drop uh, and feeding into those positive contributions. And then, so there's, and, and that's the piece we just cited. But I also want to point out to you, of course, all of the other areas, and 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 Dr. Ozilderum, uh tells tells us this as well. Continue that clip, please. Right, and that's uh, manufacturing orders are uh, rising. Uh, supply managers are very positive about the outlook. Uh, consumers' outlook has also become uh, much more positive about uh, the expectations, uh, and uh, we would expect that to translate into more spending. Uh, housing permits uh, are increasing after the bad winter months. Uh, there's a pickup there. Um, and financial indicators uh, are also feeding positively in the, into the leading index. So after look, we're going to take a break here in a moment, but when I come back, I want to read to you all of the ten indicators in, in in the leading indicator series, and let's let's talk through that because right now, I believe you have to come to the conclusion that the GDP numbers that are likely that are going to be announced on Thursday of this coming week are going to be a lot stronger than they were in the fourth quarter of 2020, and I think a lot stronger than we even thought as as late as six weeks ago. And we'll talk about that right after this. You are listening to The King Dangan Show on The Biz 1440. I want to grow, I want to see, I want to know, I want to share.
cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to the Biz 1440 on the free Radio.com app. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe? Dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done, and that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriot sent you. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. It's a beautiful morning. Are you are you doing it? Where you do like a little bit of a shimmy and want to move your shoulders? Yeah. Okay. Glad you could be here. Uh, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven here on the Biz fourteen forty. Thank you for listening today. Uh, we are just pretty uh, excited about how well this economy is growing right now. 
Uh, again, GDP numbers come out next Thursday. We'll we'll have all of that information for you on next week's show. Um, and then, of course, in two weeks, we'll get the uh, April jobs report on Jobs Saturday. Uh, They're right on uh, the weekend, which I always think of. It's always three things. It's Mother's Day. It's usually commencement weekend here at St. Cloud State. And it's the fishing, fishing opener. Now, depending on what kind of person you are, those rank in various to various degrees with, I would guess, SESU commencement, if you don't work here at St. Cloud State, probably third on your list. Okay, for me, it's like one of the most exciting days. I get to see my students in their robes and getting their degrees and heading off to their, heading off to uh, the next step in life for them and where whatever adventure is going to be opened up. I, 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 I can wax poetic about commencement for hours if you let me. Uh, but, um, I I think the jobs report is going to be really really good. Uh, I would be sh I'd be very surprised if it's not. Um, I would be very surprised if uh, I'd be very surprised if uh, if uh, the GDP numbers are like less than if they come in less than our the four point the with the four handle that was on uh, the the Q4 2020 data. That would be bad. And I want you to think about this because you wouldn't have said this back in January. You wouldn't have said this back in February. Why? The vaccine rollout was in was in its early days. We didn't know how well it was going to work. We had full hospitals. We had we had seen a, a spike in uh, spike in mortalities in many places but one by one the light started to come back on first in israel then in the uk and it would appear now in the united states i want you to just listen to the data that are in those leading economic indicators we're just going to read them through for you uh i'm gonna i'm i've never done this on the show we've been doing this show almost 12 years i've never actually read out the le what the components of lei are before but these are things that we typically use to tell you what's happening. And, and again, to go back to what uh, what uh, Ottoman said uh, in the clip we played just before uh, you heard, um, they come down in basically five buckets. They're going to be the, they're going to be labor market indicators, manufacturing indicators, uh, housing indicators. Well, it's actually one indicator, uh, some financial indicators, and then one indicator of consumer expectations okay if you look at that those data average work week has expanded from 41.4 to 41.6 in march if you go and and, and up from 41.2 there's more overtime happening in in factories and, and and in workplaces right now average weekly initial claims has come down has come down we just talked about that manufacturing new orders has actually been rising, although it's bouncing off of a of an artificial low. Okay, so while they said that one up, that one didn't. That one did not impress me nearly as much as the next number, which is the new orders portion of that ISM, that in Institute for Supply Management uh, Purchasing Managers Index data. What we always want to hear is how many new orders did you get? That tells me how well things are going. Uh, uh, in terms that tells me how well things are going in terms of what what additions to your sales are coming in, that's a good leading indicator. 
And I also want to know when you're actually having experiencing difficulty getting workers and getting raw material. Because often that indicates that there are a lot of people out there trying to pull on those materials and those workers, and that's also a positive sign. So manufacturing new orders was up uh, on, uh, uh, on capital goods as well. Those numbers actually looked stronger, I think, than the new orders for consumer goods. The ones on consumer goods, I think probably uh, that was just bouncing off the fact that in February they were they were depressed by all the weather at that time. So I'm not as uh, excited about that. On building permits, it was positive. It wasn't. It, it was better again. The impact of February shouldn't be ignored, and you kind of have to wonder yourself if you had not had the bad weather of February that caused the caused the uh, the 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 horrible uh, the performance in Texas with keeping the electricity on, the heat on, um, how much more growth would we have had had that not happened? Um, so this bounce, I think, is pretty significant. And I think some of it simply got pushed out and is going to end up having an impact on the second quarter as well. Uh, continuing, stock prices, well, you, we all hear that the stock prices are, are doing well. The um, uh, the availability of consumer credit has been has been easier at this time. Uh, it tightened up at the end of 2020 for a little bit. Or excuse me, it got really loose at the end of 2020, but it's much much looser than uh, been there before. And honestly, if the Fed's going to keep throwing dollars and throwing dollars and throwing dollars, eventually some of that's going to end up in in credit markets. Um, Positive interest rate, the interest rate spread between the 10-year Treasury and the Fed funds rate. Well, since the Fed funds rate is at zero, all we need to do is look at the at the 10-year bond. And even though, even though it's come off of the highs around 1.7, down now around 1.55, you would still have to say that it's it's significantly greater than it was at the beginning year when that spread was less than 100 basis points. Uh, consumer expectations for business conditions has done really well as uh, too. So, leading economic indicators at this moment was up 1.3% for March. That's a that's the strongest gain uh, since the pandemic began. Um, the highest one we had before then was back in September when things were really beginning to open up, and you had a gain of 0.9 on LEI. So very, very strong data there. Um, and indeed, uh, Alan Blinder um, uh, was, on, uh, was on CNBC yesterday. And um, Alan, is, uh, Alan is a guy who is kind of hard to flap. Uh, and he doesn't, he, he, I've, I've met him. I've been in a couple of conferences with him. And he's a very calm speaker. I want you to listen because I want you to listen to this because he's trying to tell you the economy's really good, but also trying to make sure he doesn't get too, too excited because that's just not Alan's way. Play cut number one, please, Brian. Well, we're not out of the woods now, but we're moving out of the woods. <laughs> this The economy's looking very strong. I don't want to quite say it's firing on all cylinders because we still have COVID problems. And I think the biggest risk in the outlook is that COVID could get worse. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. It looks like it's getting better, at least in the United States. But but if you want to pick on a risk, I would pick that one. But, you know, popular forecasts for GDP growth uh, this year, sort of quarter, fourth quarter to fourth quarter for 
2021 are running six, seven percent. Some people are higher than that. That's quite powerful momentum that we have right now. So, yes, and especially if I was secretary of the Treasury or chairman of the Fed, I'd be exuding worry. Absolutely. But I'm neither of those. And I'm feeling pretty good about the way the economy is performing. Why would you be exuding worry? Well, part of it is because you want to spend all that money in your in your infrastructure plan on things that aren't really infrastructure. Um, you probably want to be able to justify the fact that you still have the Fed funds rate at zero and are trying to tell people you're not going to change it. The Fed meets this week. That'll be the other. Probably, probably I can already tell you what next week's show is going to be. It's going to be the GDP report and it's going to be the Fed, the Fed meeting. And it probably isn't going to be much of anything else. Uh, that's it. But, uh, the, but you, you can see that, uh, you can see that the, uh, um, those of us who are not trying to justify very, very easy fiscal and monetary policy, uh, or, uh, are able to say this economy is growing like gangbusters right now. It's kind of hard to, to say anything against it. Let's go ahead and play out the rest of this. This was Alan Blinder yesterday on yesterday morning on CNBC talking about the economy. Look, we have a lot of steam right now. We have a very large budget deficit and national debt is consequently growing very uh, rapidly. We can't afford to keep doing tr multi-trillion and multi-trillion dollar packages one after another without bringing in some revenue. That's sort of arithmetic or, ba you know, basic financial, basic finance, basic economic. So this is what you're going to hear next. So let me, let me I'm, I'm setting the stage for you because I, I probably won't talk too much about it today um, because these bills are taking their time to work through. We, you know, we, we've seen the announcements about it. I'm waiting to see what happens. I. I, I've got a couple more. I've got a, a a clip or two left to play about this, but uh, and and we might play that again. But what you're going to see now is as this economy continues to grow at six seven percent growth, and I'm telling you, I actually have seven in my head for for Thursday, and I have seven to eight in my head for the second quarter. That's a lot, but on that backdrop, you're going to hear. People say, well, we need to spend all this money on all these things that, that we, meaning the Democrats, believe to be really good for the economy, but we got to pay for them now. And because the economy is growing very strongly, it's not going to cause too big a problem for us. If we're ever going to raise taxes, now's the time when the economy is growing at 7%. Um, there's a certain logic to that. Um, and I sense that there's going to be some changes to taxes coming down the road but i but i think it's i think it's really interesting to think about how that's going to work you know what i'm going to move in that direction right now uh after these messages we're going to talk we're going to talk a little bit more about about what those might look like right after this on the king banyan show on the biz 1440 Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. 
I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Good morning, everyone. Um, it is a trying to be a sunny day, trying to peek out through the clouds up here in St. Cloud. Hope it is by you, too. Uh, and uh, the economy is, uh, is, I think, shining through the clouds. I think, yes, COVID is an issue. That's why we spend so much time. I've, I've spent a fair amount of time watching vaccination rates, watching uh, the number and the number that are being taken up. Uh, good news that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that had been placed on hold for about 10 days or so is now being uh, being permitted for use again here in the U.S. Uh, um, okay, now let's get on to the AstraZeneca. But it, it is, there's, a, there's certainly a, a point in time where 
the quantity of vaccine supplied will be greater than the quantity of vaccine demanded. We're hearing stories like that already. Um, that's a good thing, right? We can get that out there, and now you probably want to come back behind it with uh, good messages that uh, tell people why they should get it. There are poc there there are pockets of places where people are hesitant. You know, I was looking at a morning consult uh, uh, serve, uh, uh, poll uh, trying to determine trying to lay down where the where's the most uh, Where's the most uh, hesitancy or people not not planning to get the shot? Hesitancy is almost now created like a, a, a pejorative sense to it. It's not what I mean, but there, where where are you seeing people say what groups of people you're saying have the lowest op likelihood of taking up the vaccine? You know who it is? 18 to 34 year olds with low income. Now, if I'm an 18 to 34 year old, what what is true? The cost of my time needed to go get the vaccine is is higher than it is for, say, you know, a 60-something white guy uh, who works as works as a university administrator. Their their opportunity cost is higher than mine. There's just, I mean, you might say, well, your wage is higher. It's like, yeah, but I can I can manipulate my time pretty much almost at will to work when I work when it's so when I can and if I need to take an hour and a half off to go to go someplace and get the jab I can do that if you're 18 if you're an 1834 year old low income person you don't have the kind of flexibility I have and and we should recognize that and so of course their vaccination rates are likely lower you know what the other reason is they don't get as sick Based on the data, at least they're told they're not. They don't get as sick as they as they have now. This newer variant that's out there seems to be seems to be, and I hesitate because everyone that's listening to the show knows I don't like talking about about the virus because it's like you're taking me into domains I do not know well. But reports, and I can tell you based on conversations I've had with people with our local healthcare system in Central Minnesota is that the age profile of those who are showing up in the hospitals, in the ERs even right now, is significantly younger than before. And even though pre-existing health conditions and obesity appear to be, be correlated with more serious symptoms, I had somebody say to me, you know what, that's not a guarantee. If you're a relatively healthy 35-year-old, you still could get really sick from this thing. Um, uh, and that, that, was, that was from somebody that, somebody that works, not a doctor, but uh, someone else who, who is a frontline, frontline uh, healthcare worker who said, who told me that. And, and, you know, and even this person said, it's changing my mind about who I worry about in terms of getting this. So, but that's the group that's out there, right? Well, guess what? People respond to incentives. As long as people, as long as people under 30 think that it's not that big a deal for them, and as long as it's costly for them to get it because it's not currently available in their workplace or at the corner store or at the nearby pharmacy where you can just walk in and get it, um, you're gonna, you're gonna have the um, you're you're going to see that number be lower, so it's true what uh, what what uh, Alan Blinder said. But the other thing that I think 
maybe puts a dent in this is this conversation about taxes. President Biden's proposals this week, the combination of uh, higher taxes on, on people making over $400,000 and treating capital gains at, treating capital gains as normal, as ordinary income, and maybe we need to explain that a little bit, is really interesting. So first of all, Brian, can you go back and get the second blinder clip for me, please? The the shorter one. And can we replay that for the audience? Um, just go ahead and start it if you can. Look, we have a lot of steam right now. We have a very large budget deficit and national debt is consequently growing very uh, rapidly. We can't afford to keep doing tr multi-trillion and multi-trillion dollar packages one after another without bringing in some revenue. That's sort of arithmetic or, ba you know, basic financial, basic finance, basic economic. So what you're going to hear argued, I believe, from people at this point is that we can afford it. And part of what's going to allow us to afford it, I believe, is going to be a couple things. One, it really looks like that the the Fed is committed to keeping their foot on the accelerator, in the words of Mohammed Al Arian, uh, who was um, who was on uh, who was on uh, uh, Bloomberg Television uh, earlier uh, earlier this week, and he so he he says this. Go, let's go ahead and play cut number four. No, um, look. First of all, what they're going to do is they're going to keep their foot on the accelerator. We're going to hear next week upgrading of the outlook, and that's it. Nothing, we're not going to hear anything on measures. So they are going to remain as is, and as Rich Clarida said on your show 10 days ago, they are outcome-based, not forecast-based. So they're not going to change for a while. So, um, so they will continue to, to try and boost asset prices. As to what can they do about inequality, not very much. The fiscal agency can do something about inequality, but they, the only instrument they have is, is operates through the asset markets, which by definition worsens um, inequality. So in in an interview, so that's Mohamed El-Aryan, uh, who's president of Queens College right now and, and has been a, been a chief economist at uh, Allianz Group uh, for many years. Um, I, I posted to you, if you follow the show at pound KBRS, pound KBRS is our Twitter handle. I posted to you, for you a uh, blog post from Ed Yardini. Uh, Ed is uh, a longtime uh, 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 investment strategist, currently oper operates his own shop, Yardini uh, uh, Research. Uh, I know some people pronounce it Yardini, but uh, I actually believe he pronounces it Yardini. Um, uh, and um, and he says he and he points to the interview that Jay Powell has had, and then an interview, a speech that uh, Lael Brainerd, another Fed governor, has given, is that difference between focusing on outlook and focusing on an outcome, right? This is a huge deal for the way way we model monetary policy. 
we have always believed that the Federal Reserve reacts to changes in inflationary expectations. And they have said repeatedly, we are going to look at expect, we're, we're going to look at our models, we're going to look at where we think the economy's going, and we're going to try to smoothly get to where we want to go based on the forecast of what we believe is coming ahead of us. They have completely changed their language now. And we've played some of this for you before. Uh, and and it says, uh, so we what we are seeing now is really an economy that seems, you'll remember the inflection point piece. I wish I had saved that clip from last week. Um, we're, we're at a, we're in an economy that seems to be in an inflection point because widespread vaccination, strong fiscal support, strong monetary support. We feel like we're at a place where the economy is about to start growing much more quickly. Job creation is coming in much more quickly. I'm in a position to guarantee that the Fed will do everything we can to support the economy for as long as it takes to complete the recovery. Ed Yardini makes this really, really interesting point. The Fed will keep policy ultra easy until the recovery is complete. But wait a minute, Ed writes. Real GDP is likely to be back in record high territory by the second quarter. It's on the verge of a complete recovery. That's true, but Powell and Brainerd said that broad-based and inclusive maximum employment is now one of the outcomes they, will, they want to see before the Fed starts tightening. Uh, both also want to see average inflation moderately above 2%. Right. So that means that the, that the Fed funds rate is not going to move at all. We're about to see a period where the drag on the economy is going to be accommodated by severely strong monetary policy, severely easy monetary policy. In other words, they want the economy to grow as fast as they can and are willing to accept inflation because while they're doing that, they do intend to raise taxes, which they know is a drag on the economy, but they figure they can cover for that with very, very easy monetary policy. So the question is then, what happens with those taxes? We'll find out. We'll talk about that just after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614. 
Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm John Call, owner of Tax Tiger Minnesota. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate settlements. More importantly, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You can be closer to financial freedom than you think, and it helps to have a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522, or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. That's TaxTiger.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack Attack, oh, Rack Shack Barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, oh. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and radio.com. Welcome back. King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. Keep it right here, folks, because uh, at 2.30 this afternoon, I mean, I'm having to get wrap my head around the fact that there's uh, playoffs uh, today uh, in in college football, but uh, uh, the NDSU Bison are playing against uh, Eastern Washington. You can listen to the game right here on the Biz 1440 starting at uh, 2 p.m. for the pregame. Kickoffs at 2:30. Go Bison! We used to we used to hate them up here at St. Cloud because they come they'd come play football against us when they were a Division II team, and um, they're really good. Yeah, Brian's too young to remember this, but I used to go over to Selkie Field. I used to live, I used to live three blocks from Selkie, so I could just walk to the game, watch a game, and then walk back to my walk back to my uh, condo. And um, it's a fun place to watch a game. Uh, it, but um, but when NDSU came in, ugh, ugh, we would. You just kind of you you you. Even if we were ahead in the fourth quarter, you were just sort of waiting for, okay, it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. Um, they're just so darn good, and, and I'm glad they're up in Division One. Um, I'm glad. I'm really glad they're up in Division One now. But um, it, but now they're embarrassing and beating the heck out of other people. So that's that's great. Uh, it's great to see. So uh, good good luck, Bison. Uh, we hope you do well. We hope you play well today. Uh, Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call uh, with questions and comments uh, about the show today. Um, so, 
I think there's going to be extremely easy monetary policy. I've been harping on this now for two to three months. Uh, it's been very evident that they intend to do this. And it's really like this extremely radical change in in how they how they do monetary policy. Normally, central banks focus on what they see coming ahead. And the whole idea of doing forward guidance, which was the hallmark of uh, particularly of Ben Bernanke's time as the chair of the Fed was was basically for them to say, here's where we believe the economy is going to be in 12 months, in two years. This is why you got the dot plots initially. And they said, because of that, this is what monetary policy is going to do. And our monetary policy will get us to the outcome we want to have happen. Um, and so they would show you the dots and say, here's where we're going. You can you can decide whether or not we're hitting our targets by looking at that that chart and see if we're moving in the direction that that says. The Fed has now eliminated that, at least temporarily, without explicitly saying so, at least in my mind, not explicitly saying so. I would love for someone to simply ask Chairman Powell at the at the Fed meeting on Wednesday, is forward guidance now dead? Is it no longer something the Fed is going to use to help market participants understand monetary policy? Very simple question. I, I think he, if he, if he's honest, and I don't think this is a, a guy that lies to us, but an honest answer would have to be yes. Okay. Um, Forward guidance, as Ed Yardini says, forward guidance was based on their outlook, and it's not. And their outlook has been irrelevant. Well, you can understand why. The pandemic has made it nearly impossible to have an outlook. Various measures we use to try to predict where the economy is going to be six to twelve months from now are wildly off. Wildly off right now. I do forecasts for, for Minnesota, as I mentioned before, I do forecasts for the St. Cloud area. I just tell people right now, I said, I said, whatever you think of this, my there I give you a forecast and then give you a variance around the forecast. My variances are far wider now than they were 18 months ago. Okay. Maybe maybe it would be better and in some places I know I know forecasters have simply said I'm not giving you a forecast anymore. And that's in some sense what the Fed is doing. The Fed is no longer really telling you, telling you, um, here's where we think we're going to be, and here's how our policy is going to help us get there. What they're doing instead is saying, we're going to get back to maximum employment. Until then, we're going to we're going to keep the pedal all the way down to the floor, and once we get there, uh, then we'll change and we'll let you know. That's currently their policy, and. It goes back to a speech. I know we played some of it for you a few weeks ago from Richard Clarida, uh, and um, I, 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 and uh, uh, Yardini's post actually actually uh, lists it or, or excerpts it. And as I try to read it on a page, it's even worse than when I listen to it. It, it is, it is simply a dog's breakfast of monetary policy. 
Everyone know what I mean by dog's breakfast monetary policy? The dog puts the face in. Have you ever put, give, fed your dog dry food in the morning? Your dog's really eager, eager to eat because he hasn't had anything to eat all night. First thing that happens, the face goes in the dish and the kibbles start flying out of the dish. That is what's happening right now. Okay? Uh, this that is, that is exactly what's happening right now. Um, I, I just noticed the uh, the, the note. Uh, uh, John from Sioux Falls, I'm going to ask you to hang on. I, I'll get to you right after the break. I, but uh, uh, I appreciate that, 651-289-4477. But here's the other side of that. The other reason, and I do believe this is intentional, I don't think you can be at the Fed and not think that Congress is going to raise tax rates. And it's going to raise them in a significant way. Now, will there be some trimming of the sales? Sure, yeah, there'll be some trimming of the sales. There'll be, there'll be some time in which they're not. They, it, I don't think the I don't think the corporate tax rates going to twenty eight percent, but twenty four to twenty five. Yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked by that in the slightest. Do I think the the capital gains rate will go up? Probably. There are some arguments for that. I'm going to play some clips for you in the next in the next hour to tell you why that's true. I don't think they'll go up quite that much, but I think for the big most part, the commitment is where this where this administration is right now. I think politically they feel like they have to, or else they lose their base. And since most of politics is now about turning out and appealing to your base and keeping your base energized, I can't see them not doing that. So monetary policy has to be easy to accommodate that. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Daniel Show on the Biz 14. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Copper based loans over $200,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If your mortgage rate is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could save you money and get you the cash you need with a cash out refi. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity this past year. Turn that equity into cash to pay high interest credit card debt, do home improvements, or to put money away for a rainy day. Don't wait for interest rates to go up. The time to re- Refi is now while rates are still low. Take cash out and get a low interest rate at the same time. Cash Call Mortgage may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash from your home's equity. Call now and we'll even cover the title, escrow, and appraisal fees to save you more money. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Now that spring is here, your windshield may be exposed to a few more uh, hazards. So trust your repairs to Advantage Auto Glass. Hi, John Wichko here, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. You root for your home team, so why not trust your windshield to your hometown repair shop, Advantage Auto Glass. So give us a call today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Or if you call your agent or your claims line first, make sure you tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass and no one else. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
What does a three-ring circus, a triple scoop of butter pecan ice cream, and a three-run homer all have in common? A smile. Like the one on your face when you take advantage of Standard Heating's triple savings sale. That's three combined special offers. Standard Heating's April promotion, plus manufacturer rebates, plus utility rebates. A combined savings of up to $2,775 on a new furnace and AC combo. Visit standardheating.com. Standard Heating, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. Hi, I'm Claire Ferreira, president and owner of Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Ever since my grandfather founded Standard over 90 years ago, word-of-mouth advertising and referrals from our customers have always been important. That's why, after serving over half a million customers, we're proud to have a 4.9-star average rating out of 5 on our online reviews. Check them out for yourself and find out more at standardheating.com. That's standardheating.com. 